Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. I do want to encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up your copy of Slime Incorporated. It is my first ever detective novel. It's a tale of murder and dirty politics set against the backdrop of the Idaho gubernatorial election. It is available as a paperback. It is available as an ebook wherever fine ebooks are sold, or also as an audiobook through audible.com and the Apple Store. Well, now it is time for this week's episode of Mystery is My Hobby, our last visit with this series, and the title is Death Rites and Epitaph. Ladies and gentlemen, Barton Drake speaking. This week I've selected for our drama, Case History number 135 from my book, Mystery is My Hobby. I call it Death Writes an Epitaph. When a person writes mystery novels, as I do, he's very apt to think that nobody can write them the way he can. His plots are best. His characters stepped right out of his books and they live. But I've found out there are others. Other writers whose stories sell too. But when an author is living his own story, that's another matter. Take the case of Herbert Wesley, for instance. Herbert Wesley was a mystery writer. He used to be a good one. Operator. Operator. I've been dialing Newmark 5293. Martin Drake. I can't get any answer. Line's been busy. Operator. Please take a message. Tell Martin Drake. Word for word. Tell him Herbert. Wesley called. Herbert Wesley, the writer. Tell Drake I'm gonna die. No use calling a doctor. Poison will get me before a doctor can get here. Tell Barton Drake. Read manuscripts in my room. Just finished manuscript. Tell him read it. Want him to know Herbert Wesley. Made great comeback. Herbert Wesley, best mystery writer ever lived. 
wasn't for poison. I had to no good. How? No use. Do I tell Arthur Jay? I didn't know about that phone call. That afternoon it was hot, muggy, much too hot for the concentrating, energy-consuming labor of writing. I walked aimlessly through the deep shade of the park, and out again into the burning heat of the main thoroughfare. Almost without knowing it, I found myself in front of headquarters. Hmm. Why not? The good inspector's office at least is air-conditioned. And what I wanted more than anything else in the world was copious amounts of cold, cold air. The air I got was hotter than a baked potato. Where the devil have you been, Bart? Hmm? I've had the whole force out looking for you for the past hour. Why, inspector, I had no idea. Why all this sudden desire for my company? You know a guy by the name of Herbert Wesley? Herbert Wesley? Yeah, yeah sure. Fellow writer of thrills and chills. Great talent. <laughs> and greater eccentricity. Yeah? Yeah. Well, go on. Hmm? Go on, go on. Tell me more. Well, Herbert Wesley could be a great writer if he get down to earth, but he won't. Unless his emotions get the better of him. Consequently, his life has been one upheaval after another. Inspector, if you'd ever seen Herbert Wesley, you'd most surely remember him. He has a gaudy flair for the flamboyant. Huh? I said he has a flair for the flamboyant. What's that? <clears throat> Excuse me, Inspector. He, uh, he likes garish clothes as a show-off. Oh. For example, one of his eccentricities used to be that he'd never sit down at a, at a typewriter unless the ribbon was brown rather than black. Screwball, huh? Well, I've heard that he's given up that sort of thing, though. I heard for the past year he's been really and honestly trying to do good work. Uses, a uh, black typewriter ribbon now. Mm -hmm. So I've heard. Now, might I ask you a question? Sure, sure. Has your sudden interest in my rival mystery writers anything to do with your sudden desire for my company, or has the heat gone to your head? Bart, you know where this screwball lives? Yes, yeah, that's 418 miles, please. Okay, come on. I'll tell you all the rest I know on the way. You want to meet Herbert Wesley? Yeah, I'd like to, but I don't think I'm going to. Inspector, stop talking like a sphinx. I think Herbert Wesley's dead. It was a telephone call, Barnes. Yes? This guy told the operator to relay the call to you. The operator tried to get you, but you didn't answer. That's right. I've been out all afternoon. She figured it was police business anyway, so she called us down at headquarters. She gave it us word for word, just like I told you. Well, that's strange. Very strange. He was smart, though. She put it down that the call came in at exactly 2.15 p.m. Well, why did you wait around for an hour for me? Why didn't you go out there and investigate at once? Couldn't. No telephone listed under the name of Herbert Wesley. Had to wait around for you to get his address. Well, knowing Wesley as I do, this might be one of his unconventional ways of getting publicity. I hope so, anyway. If it is, I'll cool him off for a few days in the jug. Nobody's going to spend the taxpayer's money for no publicity stamp. Not on me, they aren't. I might as well warn you, Inspector. Herbert Wesley hasn't always played entirely and strictly within the law. Got a record? No, I doubt if he's ever been caught, but uh, he hasn't been above making money by sharp practices. I think it's more as fair for adventures, I said before, the flamboyant than any real desire to break the law. 
The same with his women. He likes to play them fast and loose. Well, if he ain't dead, I'll slow him down. Well, you'd better slow down now, Inspector. This is the place. Oh? Hey, is that the guy? Who, Inspector? That guy coming out of his house. No, no, it isn't. Hey, come on, Inspector. Hey, you! Stop! Stop in the name of the law! We'll get him, Inspector. He's running down the blind alley. Yeah. Hey, you! Stop or I'll shoot! Okay, okay, don't shoot. I got my hands up. Okay. All right. What's the idea of running? He's dead. The guy's dead. Who's dead? The guy in there, he's dead. If that's what you cops came to see, he's dead. Well, then, let's just go right back in there. Look, I didn't kill him. I didn't have anything to do with killing him. I swear to heaven I didn't. What's your name, fella? Mary. Danny Mary. Did you say Dan Mary? Hey, hey, hey. I know this guy, Bart. Wait a minute. Stand still, you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I'll just take that gun. I didn't kill Wesley. I didn't do it, see? We'll see about that. We sent this guy up for three years, Bart. For passing stolen bonds. You break out, Mary, or did they let you out? I was released last week. We'll see about that, too. So you're Dan Mary. Huh? What do you know about him, Bart? You used to be Herbert Wesley's secretary, didn't you, Danny? Yeah, that dirty skunk. Both Wesley and you were mixed up in that stolen bond deal, weren't you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. The last left me to take the whole rap. Double cross me, Yes, yes, indeed. I should think you rather owed Wesley something, Danny. You bet I owed him something. I came here today to pay him off. But I didn't kill him. Somebody else beat me to it. Come on, Mary. We're going back in. Okay, but remember, I didn't do it. Phew. Open the window, Danny. Okay. Yep. Your friend's dead, all right, Bart. No denying that, Inspector. Man, right by the telephone. Room's in disorder. Hmm. That's funny. What is? The receiver is back on the hook. Hey, hey, look. The clothes are all mussed up. Yeah. Did you notice this bruise on the left temple, Inspector? Yeah. Oh, well, that clothing business could have happened in his death bed. Some poisons do that. Yes, and the bruise could have happened when he fell, hit his head against the desk over there, maybe. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is the way to solve a case. Good old police routine. Maybe you're right. Look, uh, here's something a bit peculiar, Inspector. What's that? This small purplish bruise here on the inside of his arm, right here, under his elbow. Oh, that? Yes. Anything in the pockets, Inspector? Uh, yeah. Address book in his coat pocket. But keys, handkerchief, mm-hmm. wallet with uh, $4, 83 cents in his pants. Uh, here's an open box of candy, Inspector. Several pieces are gone. There's a typewritten manuscript over there on the end table. Hey, you're doing all right, Bart. Want to join the force? No, no, thanks, Inspector, but thanks for the invitation. Hey, wait a minute. Hmm? Oh, no, Inspector. I thought you said this guy quit being crazy. What makes you think he didn't? The manuscript. It's all typed in brown ink. Looks like Wesley must have uh, reverted to type. Quit trying to be funny. I'm sorry. Look at this typewriter, Inspector. There's a brown ribbon in it. Well, what'd you expect? Hmm? (laughs) You go ahead, put Danny through your routine, Inspector. I look at this manuscript for a few minutes. Yeah. Well, Danny, you might as well confess. Why'd you do it? Look, I told you I came here to kill him, but I didn't. He was already dead. Sure, sure. They all pulled that one. Now, come on. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you one thing. Wait a minute. I... Wait a minute. I gotta warn you. Anything you say, I'll be used against you. Now, go on. What was it? 
Nothing. I wasn't going to say anything. Why, you little... Inspector. Huh? Stay huh? out, Danny, for a minute. Come over here, huh? Yeah. This manuscript seems to be a combination mystery story and autobiography. Autobiography? Some of the events described in here really happened to Wesley, I know. Sort of a diary, huh? The odd thing is that his death is described in him perfectly. Even to that box of candy that was lost to candy in the Well, I'll be done. And the manuscript here says that the candy has been poisoned. Oh, nuts. Then I've got to let this merry guy go. Why? That settles it. It was nothing but an ordinary suicide. The manuscript says it was murdered. Now, look, Bart, if he knew the candy was poisoned, he wouldn't have eaten the bite. Hmm. Inspector, look in that address book. See if there's a girl by the name of May Brewer. She's a nurse, according to this. Oh, wait a minute. Brewer. Hey, yeah, there's a brewer in here. Amy Brewer. But I don't see any... That must be it, Inspector. The three letters are just changed around an old trick with writers. May, M-A-Y, A-M-Y, Amy. Simple, huh? Yeah. According to Wesley's last story here, it was a maid brewer who sent him the candy, the poison candy. I still think the whole thing is nuts. Is there a dress in there, Inspector? Uh, sure, sure. 5544 North Linwood Street. If you don't mind, Inspector, I uh, think I'll visit the young lady and uh, see what she knows. I don't mind a bit. I'll phone for a detail to come out here and take care of the body. Okay. Then... I'm going to drive this mug down to the station and sweat the truth out of it. But I don't know anything. I don't, I don't. That's what they all say. Please, don't go. I've had enough punishment out of that guy. Three years in prison for something That's he... as good a motive as I ever heard. Come on. The good inspector took poor old Dan Mary down to headquarters, and I went out to the North Linwood Street address. A pleasant young woman of about 29 answered my knock. Yes? You're Miss Amy Brewer? Yes. How do you do? I'm Barton Drake. Yes? You're a nurse, aren't you, Miss Brewer? I am. You happen to know a man by the name of Herbert Wesley? Oh, fine. Come in, Mr. Drake. Thank you. What's Herb done now? What is your connection with Mr. Wesley, Miss Brewer? I... I know him, that's all. How well? I kept company with him for a while, I think. It uh, might be easier for you, Miss Brewer, if you told me everything. I represent the police. Police? Herbert Wesley is dead. Oh, no. Yes. We're not certain as yet, but we think he died from the effects of poisoned candy. Oh. So that was it. He tried to kill me. Herb tried to kill me. That remark can bear a bit of explaining, Miss Brewer. I'll tell you everything. You'll find out anyway if you ever find the candy. My fingerprints will be on the box. I hope you realize what you're saying. I received the box of candy this morning by messenger. I opened it without bothering to see who it was from. It was a card from Herb inside. When I discovered it was from him, I wrapped it up and sent it back to him. By messenger? Yes. What time was this? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Was it before or after noon? Uh, afternoon. 12.30, 1, 1.30, 2, 3. I've got to be sure, Miss Brewer. Uh, about 1, I think. Huh? Now, let's look into this uh, other remark you made. Which one? That if it turned out that the candy was poisoned, Wesley was trying to kill you. What do you want to do that for? I've known Herb for a long time. Thought he was going to marry me. 
You promised him you would. Instead, he threw you over, huh? He kept putting me off. Finally, I realized he didn't intend to marry me ever. He said I was being mean. For a while, I wanted to ruin him. I'll confess I tried to. I tried every way. How long ago was this, Miss Bloom? Uh, about a year. I haven't seen him since. Isn't it strange, then, that after a year, you received a box of candy from him this morning? Uh, not from her, but isn't. He's always doing crazy things. Nothing he would do would surprise me. Okay. As a nurse, you have a pretty thorough knowledge of poisons, haven't you, Miss Bloom? Why, of course. Mr. Drake, surely you don't think I killed Herb. I couldn't kill anyone, no matter how much I hated him. Then you admit you did hate him. Yes, I hated him. His death is a shock, but I'm not sorry. Miss Brewer, Herbert Wesley left a manuscript, a manuscript of a book he was writing. However, it seems to be more of a biography. It even points out his murder. It also names two men who he said wanted to kill him. We have one of the men in custody. The other is an Ellis uh, Hazelton. Did you ever hear of such a man? There was an Ellis Hazelton who used to be Herb's gardener. Oh, do you know anything about him? Yes. He had a very pretty young wife. If you knew Herb, you know that he could never resist a pretty woman. In his manuscript, Herb mentioned that uh, he was at fault for Mrs. Hazelton's death. No, I guess he was, at least morally. Could you explain that? Well, the way Herb told it to me... Mr. Hazelton found out about the affair. He faced his wife with it, and they had a big row. She said she was going to Herb, and Hazelton said she wasn't. They, they were on the street, and she started to run. He ran after her. She ran into the street and was killed by a car. Mm, and Hazelton brooded over the incident and swore he would kill Leslie. Yes, but how did you know? It's all there in the manuscript, everything you just told me. Please tell me, Mr. Drake. Who does the manuscript name as Herb's murderer? You, Miss Brewer. But I didn't. I didn't kill him. It says that you killed him by sending him the poison candy. I'll admit it looks bad. However, that doesn't prove that you did, not by any means. I assure you I didn't. Have you any ideas where I can find this uh, Ellis Hazelton? Yes, I know where he lives. I'd like to have you take me out there, if you will. If you won't, I'll be forced to take you down to headquarters. I'll take you there, but Hazelton didn't curb, kill Herb, Mr. Drake. He didn't kill him any more than I did. I understand that you're a gardener, Mr. Hazelton. Yeah. You were Mr. Wesley's gardener at one time. Yeah, that's dirty loud. Have you seen Mr. Wesley in the past two or three days? I ain't left my place here for two days. Can you prove that? What's all this about? I notice you have a box of arsenic over there on the shelf. Yeah, sure. Use lots of arsenic. Those gophers and snails. It, what are you talk, talking that way for? What are you asking me all them questions for? I don't even know you. Mr. Wesley has just been murdered, Mr. Hazelton. Poisoned, I believe. You accusing me of doing it? He left a manuscript in which he says you threatened to kill him. Why, you dirty snooping cop. I'm going to... Get out, Mr. Drake! I'll beat your brains and I'll... Mr. Drake! He knocked you down. Don't you think I know that? I'll bust your head in with this flower pot. I don't think you will. Get up, my friend. Behave yourself. Hand me that cord, Miss Brewer. I'm going to tie his hands to make sure. Yes. Here, Mr. Drake. I, I didn't kill him. I didn't kill him. I didn't say you did. I wish I wish I had a... I'll hold you, my friend. Now, where's your telephone? On, on the bench there. 
Hello. Inspector Denton, please. Inspector, Bart, I have another suspect for you. Yes. 426 Well Street. Send a car out, will you? Hmm. Listen, you better come yourself and bring Dan Mary with you. And if they've made out the autopsy, bring the laboratory reports along, too. That's a good boy. We'll be waiting here for you. Well, Miss Brewer, you're still here. Where else would I be? Well, you had plenty of time during the excitement to make his getaway. Why didn't you do it? That would have been more or less a confession of guilt, wouldn't it, Mr. Drake? Well, you got here nothing flat, Inspector. Where's Mary? One of the boys has him on the car. Good, well, we'll leave him there for a few minutes. Here's your uh, two other prisoners, Inspector. Anything on him? Only the accusations made by Wesley in his books before he died. That's all we've got on any of them. What about that uh, laboratory report? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wesley died somewhere between 2 and 2.30 this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Let's check with the phone operator. She said the call was put through about 2.15. What about the candy? It was loaded with arsenic. And I'll bet you didn't find a grain of arsenic in Wesley's stomach, did you, Inspector? No. How'd you know? I'll even wager that the poison you did find in the body was a thousand times more deadly, right, Inspector? Yeah, but after Inspector, all... I'm surprised that you... Did you forget that smell of acid when we came into the death room? I'm sure you smelled almonds the same as I did. Yeah, but all that talk about poison candy threw me off the track. And the acid was administered by a hypodermic needle in the vein under the elbow. Am I right, Inspector? Yeah. And, of course, Herbert Wesley was first knocked out by that blow on the head, the bruise, you remember, Inspector? Hey, 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 why do we go to all the trouble of having an autopsy in the first place? <laughs> oh, I could be wrong, you know. I just wish for once you would. One more thing, Inspector. Death must have been instantaneous due to the type of poison used, am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about bringing Danny Mary in now, That's him. That's the man. Hmm? What? That's the man who forced himself into my apartment. The wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't tell me about that. Yeah, what do you mean by that? He forced himself into my apartment five days ago. He said he was a federal agent. She's nuts. I never saw this day before in my life. Go on, Miss Brewer. He made me tell him everything I knew about Herb and his friends. How about that, Danny? She's a liar. He's the liar, Mr. Drake. I know who he is now, Mr. Drake. He's Danny Mary, Herb's ex-secretary. Been in prison for the past years. That's why I didn't recognize him at first. Yes, that's quite true, Miss Brewer. She's trying to pin the murder on me, Mr. Drake. Don't believe her. Well, then, what's your story, Danny? I couldn't possibly have done it. She did it herself. Who else but a nurse or a doctor would know how to use a hypodermic needle? And who else but you knew how I felt about Herb? And who else but you knew I had threatened to kill him? Who else but you knew that I hated him enough so that I'd send back the box of candy he sent me? You, you sent that candy yourself because you knew I'd be you little serve your teeth. Hey, no, 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 no. Come on, Come on. Come on. Come on. like that little street devil railroad me to chair up, break up. Just about winds it up, doesn't it, Inspector? Huh? This is just about as good a time and place to make your arrest as any. Don't you think? Huh? Oh, sure. So the good inspector made his arrest. Amy Brewer, I arrest you for the woeful murder of one Herbert Wesley. Anything you may say, but uh, <clears throat> Ellis Hazelton, you're under arrest for Yes, the inspector made his arrest. 
Danny Mary was taken kicking and screaming and turned over to the boys out in the car. And the inspector and I dropped in at Joe's place for our usual cup of coffee. Three spoons, Inspector? No, four. It's too hot. I'm drinking iced tea. Right. Doggone it, Bart. I was sure that dame was guilty. Oh, no, Inspector. You're not really sorry she wasn't, are you? That, that dame, as you call her, was pretty smart. You could use her down on the forest. You mean because she figured out it, uh, who it was that sent the candy? Of course, Inspector. Yeah, that's right. She figured out he did that to throw suspicion on her and throw us off the trail of the real murder. Of course, I must admit. You were pretty smart, too, Inspector. I doubt if I ever could have figured this one out for myself. What'd I do? Well, for one thing, you had your first suspicions when you found the telephone placed back on the hook. Very neatly, right in its proper place. Yeah, I'll admit, I did wonder about that. Well, of course you did. You knew as well as I did that if Wesley died while he was talking on the phone, he wouldn't have been able to do that. Of course he wouldn't. Anybody knows that. Well, of course, Inspector. Huh. And, of course, you knew it wasn't suicide for the same reason. Sure. Especially since the death call and the time of death coincided so perfectly. Yep. But then when you found out what kind of poison had been used, you knew that it was impossible for Wesley himself to even have made the call. Of course not. The guy died instantaneously. Sure. So you knew that because it was a man who called, the call must have been made by the murderer himself. Naturally, naturally. Naturally. More sugar, Inspector? No, lemon is too sweet. Lemon. Thanks. You're welcome. And I could see that you were very suspicious when you saw that manuscript was typewritten in brown ink. You knew that Danny Mary had been in prison for the past three years, and he couldn't have known that Wesley had given up that brown ink kind of stuff over a year ago. Yeah. And, of course, that brand-new ribbon on the typewriter in Wesley's machine proved it. You mean the brown ribbon? Yeah. Proved what? Why, Inspector, you know... You know that Danny Mary wrote that manuscript himself in Wesley's style, of course. Oh, sure, and it kind of... Uh... Well, he'd been Wesley's secretary once. He knew just how to do it. Of course he did. When he went to Wesley's desk, he found that Wesley's typewriter had a black ribbon. He had to go out and buy a brown one and change it before he started typing. Sure, that's why the guy was still at Wesley's place when we drove up. That's right. You know, you're getting more brilliant every day, Inspector. Ah, experience, Bart. That's what it is. One thing, though, Bart. How about that telephone call? Uh, telephone Which one? The guy who phoned the operator. Uh, he said he'd been trying to call you all afternoon. Said he got a busy signal. Mm-hmm. Well, you said you weren't home. He was lying, wasn't he? Well, if he wasn't, then I am. Well, why would you want to do that? Well, if you'll retrace my steps with me, Inspector, I believe I can prove I was really out this afternoon. And the guy didn't call you at all? Of course not. He wouldn't dare. He'd have known I'd have recognized his voice if it wasn't Wesley's. You know, it's just the same as you, Inspector. What do you mean? Well, you recognize the fact that Danny Murray was the killer. The minute he accused Miss Brewer of using a hypodermic to administer the poison, didn't you? Yeah. That's your sugar, bud. Here you are. Thanks. You're welcome. You knew he was a murderer then because he couldn't have known that a hypodermic had been used unless he'd been there when it was used. Yep. That's right. Yes, it is. You know something, Bart? No. We did pretty good on this case, didn't we? Yes, modestly. I, I think I can say yes. yes. Why don't you join the force, Bart? You and me'd make a pretty good team. <laughs> Thanks, Inspector, but I... No, no, I don't think I will. I'll show you the ropes. I'll help you a lot. Oh, I appreciate that. But, you know, I, I think I'll just keep on making mystery my hobby.
Welcome back. Well, I uh, thought this was an interesting uh, concluding episode. I love that it tied back into uh, his life as a mystery writer. And, uh, you know, I thought the initial uh, way it was set up as the dead man as his last act uh, telling Bart to go look at his uh, manuscript. I thought, I've heard of people who are dying to get a critique, but this is a little ridiculous. Uh, of course, it did not, it did turn out to uh, not be him, and I thought that it, it played out uh, in a rather interesting way. Uh, the audio quality was not as good as some of the other ones, so I thought that uh, Frank Lovejoy uh, may have been the voice of Mary, but it was a little hard for me to tell. It sounded a kind of Frank Lovejoy-esque, but I would not swear to it actually having been him uh, in this uh, last episode. And I thought it was it was cute how he explained to the inspector how the inspector solved the case. You know, just kind of like, yeah, I, I don't want to uh, make you feel bad. So, yeah, here is how you, so you solve the case. And, and I do have to admit that um, after initially really not being into uh, the new... Uh, uh, Inspector Danton, I would kind of got used to him at the end. I, I don't think I would go so far as to say that I liked it or thought it was uh, nearly as good as the Norman Fields take on the uh, character. I, I don't think, you know, that at all. But I, I, I did get used to it, and I, I think that it did uh, improve over time the way that uh, Glenn Langan uh, played off uh, Ken Christie. So uh, this was a perfectly fine concluding point. Uh, an, a nice little mystery to wrap it up. Uh, but who knows, we may find uh, more episodes because I think that uh, Barton Drake certainly left behind more clues that indicated that uh, mystery was his hobby. All right, well, I do now want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day on this, our final Mystery is My Hobby episode. And I want to go ahead and thank Jennifer. Jennifer's been one of our Patreon supporters since uh, May of 2016, currently supporting the show at the Detective Sergeant level, a $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Jennifer. And uh, that will do it for today. I do want to encourage you, if you are enjoying this podcast, to rate and review it wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, but uh, join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And then next Tuesday, we will be bringing you a previously uncirculated episode of The Adventures of Philip Marlowe. And then next Thursday, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.